No, they don't give a fuck about you. It's like having a pet nematode. Nikki, they will eat you. <laughs> yeah, you die in there on in, like you have a heart attack and and just one night you cack the fucking <laughs> the fucking cat will face. have you he will lick the flesh off of your face with that Who that, that sandpaper tongue. <laughs> well, I guess if that's your opinion about it, I just I'd be I, I just am leery of living with an animal that would would lick me. For the protein, you your know. dog will wait a week before he yeah, gets you. Yeah, the dog, would, you know, he'll, he'll lay on you and cry and cry shit. And because the, you know, Henry, if you die, Henry is going to be sad. If you die, the cat says, "Finally." <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. We're here with our friend Nikki Sims. Nikki is the starting strength coach at Atlanta Barbell, the newly opened Black Iron Gym in uh, Decatur, Georgia, and uh, we've been talking for the past couple of podcasts about subjectivity, objectivity, seemed like a timely subject, and now we're going to talk about the application of this subjective, objective uh, approach to body composition in women, and uh, this, since this is a subject completely out of my expertise, Nikki's going to have to come up with 20 minutes of things to say. So get busy. Okay, I'm sure I can do that. Yeah, I'm sure there's no sugar in that glass or whatever that is. You're... It's all weighed and, and measured. Yeah, sure it is. Um, so I've been asked a couple times at seminars, um, like there's always a question from, from a guy about his wife, a girlfriend, or a girl who's like, okay, well... You know, am I going to put on muscle and get, you know, am I going to get big? Am I going to get bulky? And I don't know. I, I, maybe you read my article about this, but if you did, you'll know that that has a lot to do with genetics. But there's always the question of how strength training is going to affect, like, how I, how you look, how you end up looking. And um, once you understand that a lot of that has to do with genetics, you're probably not going to inflate into some, you know, giant meaty lady unless you really want to. But what I kind of want to talk about is how focusing on on strength training and appreciating how that's how you're able to measure that and have an objective point of view, how you can actually apply that to body composition. Um, like a lot of, and I know this doesn't pertain just to females, like men too, like they want to lose weight, they want to look better. But um, girls and women a lot tend to be unhappy with how they look. They are weak, whoever. They'll look online, they'll see pictures of you know Instagram models and you know all these nice butts all over the internet, which is great that they're there. That's fine. But they'll I, think I, that I'm fine with that too. Yeah, uh, fine. But they'll but think that they how many people like how many people do you think are really happy with their appearance? Not that many, and like they, it, they make. How about nobody? What you think that they are, but how about nobody? People really in Salma. <laughs> All right, I watched. I watched from dusk till dawn last night, again because I didn't have anything else to do. Actually, I did have other things to do, but in lieu of porn, I watched from dusk till dawn. <laughs> and Salma Hayek is in this movie. Now, this is a ridiculous movie. Okay, it's a Robert Rodriguez. Uh, mm-hmm. t- 
Tarantino's in it. It was just a, it was, a, George Clooney's great actor and he was in this thing. And it was an entertaining movie, but Salma Hayek plays a dancer in a titty bar. She doesn't take her top off, but she plays a dancer in a titty bar. And I mean, Salma Hayek is a 10 and a half. In this movie, she's physical perfection. You look at this girl dancing and there's not anything that's not perfectly proportioned. She's carrying about, for a female, probably 18% body fat, just the suggestion of some, some muscle bellies mm -hmm. and perfect calf proportion to thigh and hip to shoulder width and, you know, just not quite, you know, D cup boobs and, and just, and, and it's beautiful in the face. Salma Hayek thought something was wrong with the way she looked in that movie. Yeah. Just because like, that's human, that's what human well. brains, you know, <laughs> human brains are just that way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, it's, it is an interesting, it's an interesting deal. And for those of us, certainly I don't have to deal with this, but, 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 Coaches such as yourself that have to deal with the uh, aesthetic end of this deal, uh, what do you do? Well, you it's helpful to give them something that's more reliable than I feel fat today or I think I'm I think I feel skinny today. You know, you give them a their training log and how they're getting stronger. You give them another way of how to look at their body which is how it functions. And so instead of looking at themselves and analyzing like, oh, I look weak and fat, like you can actually give them a tool with their, with their training, with their log, and be like, no, look at what you're able to do now. Right. And then, and I've been working with, with Jordan for a while, nutrition, and it's taken me a couple of years to actually learn how to use a scale as a way to objectively look at my progress. And for a lot of people using a scale and I'm not going to get into like the psychology of this because that's not at all my field. But for for anybody who's trying to make a body composition change, like the scale can can act can make you think like I'm doing really well, I'm doing really poorly. But it's actually a way to measure your progress. And in addition to the scale, we'll use like measuring tapes for the waist and hips. And so when you actually have something to measure yourself against and you have the tools and a coach or knowledge to actually change those measurements instead of being in this in this thought process that I think I should eat this way one day and then I'll think I'll eat this day I think I'll leave out carbs for a whole day I think I'll do this juice cleanse well, instead of bouncing a, around you actually Nikki, have that's, a, that's not really a thought process once again that's a feelings process yeah, and we and need so, to get we really need to get away from this uh, this uh, reliance on on subjective perception uh, for making decisions like this. I was talking to Sullivan the other night about uh, about this thread on the board, and once again, for those of you in the far distant future watching this from uh, a galaxy, uh, you know, neighboring galaxy that are watching back, uh, there is a board right now. Uh, called Starting Strength, 
dot com and you know something else you're probably you know there's been something else invented but right now we're head yeah it's it's, it. it's there's there's a somehow microsoft has uh has upgraded you as a human being to windows 10. <laughs> yeah. right and uh against your will of course but nonetheless <laughs> they've upgraded you physically to windows 10. and uh You'll have to consult back on it to the starting trip. Is that one of your animals destroying the house? Okay. Uh, the, uh, uh, there's a thread about uh, RPE, uh, the, uh, uh, an acronym that apparently stands for the Rating of Perceived Exertion. It's a perfectly valid uh, Variable for people who are advanced enough to use it. It's absolutely useless for novice most intermediate trainees because of the subjective nature of the data that you will obtain by recording it and and Sully and I were on the phone the other night uh, and and He summed it up very succinctly Why do we need to make? Do we why do we need to attempt to quantify that which is fundamentally and inherently qualitative. We, some things cannot rise above the level of feelings. Mm -hmm. And if they can't rise above the level of feelings, if they can't be accurately quantified, why do we need to discuss them? His feeling, and, it, it's, and, and the feeling around here, and I think what you're trying to tell us is that the things that are quantifiable, the things that lend themselves to numerical description yes. and numerical valuation should be the things that we primarily rely on yes. for programming, for exercise selection, for diet. Yes, it right. gives you a very good guide on what decisions to make. Yes. Arithmetic. I think that's the most important thing is that instead of going off of I feel crappy or this felt good, like those can change every day. So you have to, like you said, you need numbers that are consistent. <laughs> right. That allow you to measure change. Right. Like and that that corn smoothie I had the other night. <laughs> you know what a corn smoothie is? It's two cans <laughs> of corn in a blender little vanilla extract, woof, yeah. cleans that you right out, right makes there. you feel, makes you feel clean. Probably right? makes you feel lighter too. <laughs> makes you feel lighter, old corn smoothie effect, right? So, uh, that's the Ripito cleanse, guys, that's there the, it is. That's <laughs> my, my recommendation, we ought to make it another <laughs> protein drink video. You will drop five pounds. Five pounds, <laughs> almost immediately. <laughs> so how do you manage diet for not just yourself but other people what do you what do you do when they come well, in you got a girl that comes in the gym that wants to uh you know that perceives that she is fat what do you do i'll i'll spend a little more time first kind of talking to her about whether she is fat or not actually Kind of like okay, well, yeah. well, why do you want to change? Um, how have you tried to go about it before? And 
usually it boils down to not actually having a concrete reason or a concrete, like, I want to lose this many inches. It's just, I want to have, I want to be able to see muscles. Like, it usually boils down to something that we can actually define a little better. (laughs) But it'll always start with something real vague, and that's not anything to go off of. So when we have a better, kind of a clearly defined goal, then, okay, then we can acknowledge that we have kind of a big picture thing that we want to accomplish, so now we have to set up a training plan that we can measure towards that progress. And so it kind of, it's not like, oh, I know, I know you feel fat, what we're going to do is we're going to make you lose five pounds in a week, and we're just going to keep doing that, we're going to do a bunch of cardio, like, that's just kind of really... um, being overzealous and it's just kind of giving your client what she probably wants to hear. Well, it's 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 playing right into the preconceived idea that she walked in the door with, which may or may not be correct. People that come to the gym usually didn't have this idea by themselves. Mm-hmm. Usually, uh, they've been inspired by some external stimulus to come to the gym. And depending mm-hmm. on what they're carrying through the door with them, you may or may not have quite a bit of deprogramming to do. Yeah. Depending yeah. on if the person is intelligent enough to, to understand your argument, mm-hmm. is willing to let go of the perceptive, uh, the, 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 the subjective feelings they've carried in the door or mm-hmm. not, and willing to listen to reason, yeah. uh, you, may or may not have a lot of work to do in here yeah before you start working here yeah and uh, And it does take a lot of it takes a lot of educating because if you want to help them understand the process and you know give them the tools to get what they what really is important to them then you have to teach them like you have to teach them about stress and recovery and adaptation and teach about, about how cardio doesn't actually make you lose 50 pounds of fat. Yeah. You know, all these things that, that people have been told. Yeah. That people and think that the treadmill is how you get fat off. Yeah, why you don't need to do, you know, 30 sit-ups a day, why you don't need to go to an app class and a spin class, you know, it takes a lot of, just, you know, learn, teach them. They, they don't know. <laughs> no. So it's our job to help no. them learn. If they knew, they'd be in this business themselves. Yeah. Or so maybe, I think mostly, <laughs> maybe not. That, that was kind of a silly thing to say. Uh, actually, well, they already are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I find yeah. that most people in this business, most personal trainers, need a trainer. Yeah. Like ninety-nine percent of them need yeah, a trainer. Yeah. <laughs> need a trainer. Yeah. So it does just—it doesn't happen with someone right then where they kind of start to appreciate. You know, they don't start to change how they perceive their body, you know, overnight. It takes, you know, some months, and like you said, depending on the person and what kind right. of emotional relationships they maybe have with food sure. and their body. Well, it, it, it's going to take an actual change in their body, which takes time, before yeah. they're going to perceive a change in their body. So it's not unusual to expect it. Uh, uh, I, I, that, that all goes back to, to uh, uh, society in general, instant gratification. Yes, we, that we, is such a big thing. We uh, we don't instantly gratify our uh, uh, our desire to 
look differently because you can't just instantly look differently. And, you know, it just, this, you know, what is their attention span? Mm -hmm. You know, how yeah. long are they willing to, to, to work to see a, 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 an objective difference in the mirror? That yeah. may be, that happens in my experience much quicker than any other thing that you see in, uh, on, on the scale. You could have gained muscle and lost fat, scale stays the same. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's been my experience that people pretty much always, if they're doing the program correctly, will actually look objectively different in the mirror in about two yes. weeks. Yeah. You know, yeah. you see things changing fairly rapidly. Yeah, and this is not a this is not how you feel about what you're changing, of what yeah. you're seeing, but your leg looks different. Yeah, you take a side by side photo, you can you can actually see real changes, yeah. and that's important too. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah. Excellent yeah. reinforcement for uh, <laughs> sticking with the program. Mm -hmm. And so. a lot of girls, like like I think we've heard a couple times at seminars how girls worry that they're going to put on weight whenever they start training and it definitely takes some time to get around to the idea of or what actually happens is people aren't concerned about that they're concerned about doing what they need to do to get stronger right. and i think that's where kind of an important mental shift occurs is you you kind of do what you need to do to get stronger, and that eventually leads to favorable right. improvements in body composition. Right. Making the primary goal strength acquisition and an increase in strength, mm -hmm. and allowing body composition changes to be a beneficial side effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with, and there, there probably will have to be nutritional changes that happen. Yes, well, of course. <laughs> you know, because, you know, to produce a muscular contraction, there are certain chemical processes that have to occur, so Certainly. that's obviously important. Certainly. It's, but, yeah. it's, it's amazing what removing a half gallon of Coke a day from a person's diet will immediately do to their body composition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a big you one. Know. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. Well, uh, excellent material, Nick. Uh, how are things at Atlanta Barbell? You guys growing? Yeah, they're great. It's an amazing gym. Um, well, you'll be there in November. We have a seminar. I think it's the second weekend of, or no, it's the weekend right before Thanksgiving, the 18th to the 20th. Right. Um, huge that we have like 15 places to squat. We haven't yet run out of racks. Right. So. You guys in the Atlanta market, <laughs> uh, it's a giant market. There are probably a thousand gyms in in the Atlanta market. A thousand places to exercise. You are a fool if you do not go see Atlanta Barbell. If it is remotely feasible, you need to be training there. Go look at the gym and see what see what you think. I think you'll and be there's three of my starting strength coaches there. there are three starting strength coaches at yeah. Atlanta Barbell <laughs> in an eight thousand plus square foot modern black iron gym. Uh, it's uh, you owe it to yourself and your training to give uh, Atlanta Barbell a shot. Nikki, thanks for being with us again. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you at the next podcast. Thanks for being with us.